All right. Here we go. You are listening to Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking this out. Uh, I'd love to say what episode it is and or what date it is, but I do not know. Um, I ha- I skipped a week. It was kind of a, a crazy busy week with uh, my son's birthday, in-laws in town, snow, all sorts of stuff. And look, it's it's an amateur production. Sometimes you get amateur results. So, you know, if, if your week depended on on only the important stuff to get you through it, I apologize. Uh, please forgive me. I hope you'll stick around. Uh, but I'm incredibly excited about uh, today's episode. I have uh, a, a good, dear, old friend um, from my past professional life uh, joining us today. And so I just, you know, got to start off, you know, welcome to the pod, Anna. How you doing? Good. Thanks, Jeff. I'm so excited to be here. Um, just excited. I'm so proud of you for, for getting this pod started. And <laughs> actually thinking that I would have something interesting to say. So, <laughs> well, yeah. no, I, I mean, and I, when I asked you to be on, you're like, oh, I guess, I don't know. And then I just kind of like started typing out a text to you as to like why I thought you'd be fun to have on for a variety of reasons, but then also like why I think it's important that your story is shared. And as I'm typing it, I'm sitting here just saying to myself, holy shit. It's stuff I never like thought about in totality, but I always knew, right? Which like always made me more, when I was typing that out, it kind of made me more impressed by everything that you've done in your life, your career, you name it, right? So I'm excited because I think we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. That's kind of deep. You know, it's a little serious. We'll get into that in the second half. But yeah, you know, from a from a fun perspective, right? Like uh, I always kind of joked around that you were like my work best friend, my work wife, whatever you want to call it, right? Like it was, we worked together for what, how long? Shit, over 10 years. And let's keep the listeners in suspense of what this professional life was. <laughs> I mean, they're probably like, what the fuck? He's got a woman on here. No, um, what no free was shout this? outs. Past life. No free shout outs, right? Uh, no, well, yeah, we work together at a, a, I mean, if you know who I am, you do. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably do. You know where this was. It is, uh, it is a good company that we worked at and we worked together for, God, I feel like it was like 12 years it, or 11. Yeah. You came on shortly after we started in Minneapolis, I feel like. Yeah, so we're going on 13 there. So, yeah, close to – well, I've known you now for almost 12. Yeah. For sure. We worked together for 10. Yeah, I suppose when, so. when you started, I wasn't really around much. No. No. <laughs> Everybody was intimidated by you. Were they? I think so. I was not. Um, I think it, you know, I was like thinking about this. I'm like, oh yeah, how did I, how did I first meet Jeff? Well, you interviewed me and you just had like these huge shit kickers on, like these boots. You had your feet kicked on the desk. <laughs> and, um, and I just kind of, I just kind of giggled inside. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, a city cowboy. This will, this will be awesome. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was during my cowboy boot phase. I feel like yeah. Every time you walked in the office, it was like you could just hear you coming. Boom, boom, boom. It doesn't help that I walk with like these. I I always took heavy steps. 
right? Like yeah. everybody could hear me like coming up the stairs, no matter which office we were in. Right. Um, so that didn't help. And then you put cowboy boots on top of it. And <laughs> just exactly. a fucking idiot. That's what I was. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So why not weren't you intimidated? Um, well, one, I didn't have to work that closely with you. And then I wouldn't say that I was ever intimidated. I was just like, okay, I don't want to bother him in a, in a, in a way. And then I think, I think you were, I don't know, on your honeymoon or something. And I had to interrupt and bother somebody. Um, well, while you were away. And then after that, you know, some shit went down and, and you're like, all right, I guess let's do this. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's do this. And yeah. then, then yeah. I just wanted to get to know you. And I feel like I purposefully bothered you because you're a hard cookie to crack. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would just like ask you all these obnoxious questions like, so, okay, tell me about this. Mm-hmm. Ask, tell me about Jen. Are you guys going to have kids? Okay, where did you guys meet? You know, like right. all these questions that just had nothing to do with work, period. <laughs> Well, and that's, you know, that's what I was going to say, right? Like, I, I'm not, I know I'm not an easy guy to, like, get to know. And especially professionally. Uh, I've always been very guarded and try to separate one from the other, which is super strange that I'm doing this and just kind of, like, airing out all my fucking shit. Um, but professionally, I, yeah, you know, like, I was always very guarded. And I think like, also like I, I had, I was in a position, I was young, right. I was in a position that was kind of higher up and I was young. And so I didn't want to, uh, you know, fuck up. Right. And like give people the air, this, like this thought that like this kid doesn't know what he's doing. Why is he here? You know, all this shit, even though like in, I knew I had earned everything that I had gotten from like everything I'd been through in my life. So Totally. I was comfortable with where I was at, but I also, I just, I wanted people to respect probably more of the position versus me. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was always very guarded and yeah, like you, you know, people were always like asking you about me (laughs) and you're like, just go fucking talk to him. Like it's not that hard. Right. And I will give you credit. Like you, you, yeah, like you said, you never stopped. You just always come in, um, ask me, you know, really dumb questions. I probably called you an idiot a thousand times. You call, no, you never called me an idiot, but you did there. I do recall you were like, Anna, don't be a dumb, dumb. And I just was like, I know, but you know, <laughs> Hey, I can, I can be a dumb, dumb with the best of them too at times. Yeah. Well, yeah. You bought me the dumb buzzer, right? stupid yeah stupid (laughs) yeah to hit when people would ask me dumb questions yeah no and you know i most of our conversations were even after we got to know each other right like the vast majority of our conversations were about anything other than work oh totally absolutely absolutely (laughs) it never i mean if it initially may have started with like a work problem and then we would tangent off onto like some other story so, yeah, I mean, well, we would solve the work issue in like four seconds. 
Right, because we're so smart. And none of it was that complicated, right? Like, well, that person's got to get fired or just go yeah. fix that, like, whatever, right? It was, it's pretty simple shit. And then, yeah, then it's talking about kids, you know, what'd you do this weekend, what, you know, whatever, right? And I think mm-hmm. most importantly, what got you in my good graces and made me think, like, all right, she's a cool person is our daily Sudoku matches. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which I, you know, it started out as a competition. I wanted to compete, and then I was like, well, this is fucking dumb. It's a lost cause for me because you're just like a numbers guru. How did that start? Did you start that? I did. Did you see me doing it or something? No. Um, it was one day that was, like, super slow, super dead, busy, or super dead, not busy, um, end of the day. And I had been working on one just at my computer, like <laughs> whatever. And I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to print one of these off and see if Jeff likes these Sudoku's and then have a contest of who can, who could fill it out first. Sure. And then I don't know. It just became a thing. Like let's do another Sudoku. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was how we like ended the day. Yep, yep. It was an end of the day thing. Yeah, those super were... quiet there. Yeah, well, we had shifts, right? Like there were always shifts, like people coming in and out. But you know, there's lulls in the office when at the end of the day, and so like, yeah, we just we'd sit down, we'd shoot the shit, I'd smoke your ass at Sudoku, <laughs> and then I'd go home. It was a good day. Yeah, it's a good day. And then I'd have to, I'd have to stick around a couple more hours, which is totally fine. It worked at the time worked at the time you would come in later than me yeah don't totally. act like i didn't I work <laughs> you didn't you just sat there for eight hours and then you're like okay bye peace out hey somebody's <laughs> got to do it somebody's got to do I that know. gig <laughs> right to which you have that gig now yes Ish. in a lot larger scope but yes in a sense, in a sense, I get it, I get it, I get it. But we've been through a lot together. Yeah. Right? Like, from, you know, serious life events to serious world events, uh, from you yeah, know, hosting yeah. a Super Bowl to dealing with, like, George Floyd and all that shit. Like, So, yeah, like, Anna's, like, a battle of mine. She's, you know, military term. She's a battle buddy, right? Like I knew, always knew I could count on her. I always knew I could trust on her or trust in her to do the right thing, do what was expected. Um, you know, never really sold you short in her effort and, and what she was trying to accomplish and which is rare, right? Like I, I always, and you, you know this, right? Like, cause people would, would ask like, how do we do things? How do I, how do I do this? And I just wouldn't tell people like purposely, <laughs> right? Like that's how I led. Like, I'd be like, I don't know. Show me what figure you can do, right? Like figure it out. Show me what you can do. Because if you want me to do it, then you shouldn't have a job. That was always kind of, and I, it, it wasn't that like crass, right? Or I blunt. I would, you know, coach them up. Like, look, like I want to see what you come up with. Maybe it's better than what I have in my head. And you would always just like, You'd be like, okay. You just turn around and walk off and like come back with something else. And then we'd, we'd pick it apart. Your feelings wouldn't get hurt. 
we'd come back together with something else, right? And so on and so forth. And I think, uh, you know, that's what leaders do, right? Is they, they take, they take feedback, they take, uh, criticism, instruction, like all of it. And, you know, they just get to work. And that was something you always did, like, which, which I always respected. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That was awesome. <laughs> it was fun. And it was a fun time. It was a fun ride. That's for sure. I loved, loved working with you. Oh, thank for you. Real. It's very kind. It's very kind. Yeah. Um, but a lot of our conversations would always revolve around like your boy, right? How old is he now, Henry? He's a man. He's 18. It's nuts. It's crazy. I know. Um, yeah, he's 18, a senior in high school. Um, sports. Sports. Athlete. You know, basketball, football. Mm-hmm. Um, drives a motorcycle. <laughs> has a sports car or I should say did. Uh, but yes, he's, I don't know. He's, he's an old soul. Let's just say that he's, I like to tell people he's 18 going on 80. Like he's mm-hmm. really excited to get his life career going. I'm like, just have some fun with friends. He's like, I don't have time for that, which is surprising. You know, for sure. I was always like a social butterfly I needed, you know, I have FOMO. He is, you know, it's just focused on all the right things. Yeah. So, it, but not always, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like at a big thing that I've talked about with a lot of people on this is like sports, right. And mm-hmm. raising kids in sports. And so you've got, you've kind of like been through it right from and in the in the time of you know got to be involved at all times and you know if you're not doing like you know all this extra shit like you can't play and we would have conversations about that all the time right like just how i'd be like that's stupid you shouldn't do that you know send them (laughs) to math camp you know yada 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 but like now you're on the other side of it what i'm just curious like what's your opinion I mean, I know you're still in it with basketball, but like, what's your opinion of like that mentality of raising kids in sports now? It's fucking crazy. Like the amount of competitiveness, I mean, from like when I was growing up to now Mm -hmm. is just insane in my opinion. Like, I mean, and you were absolutely right. Like all along and I'm like, Oh, but he needs to do this. He needs to do this. And you're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, just to be involved, just to be a good steward of the community, all of those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, if they're not having fun, if they're not enjoying themselves, like really, is there a point to this? You know, I think every young boy grows up and wants to be an athlete, a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, you know, then there comes this phase where that kind of slows down and they have different goals. And, you know, we did, we did make one like college visit and he's like, well, we don't have to do that again. And I was like, really? Seriously? Um, and so, you know, when I listened to you and your, your buddy, um, I think it was Ross, you have a couple friends, Ross, right? Yes. When I listened to that podcast, all of those things just really resonated with me. And 
um, you know, I remember the conversations that we had had and, you know, you would tell me your experiences or some of your friends and, you know, I wanted Henry to be involved in all of these activities. Um, and he, he just was kind of like, okay, not, he's like, oh, that's cool. I'm having a good time. It's fun. I love playing with my friends and stuff. And, but now past the high school level and after like the AEU or the off season, it just, you know, that's not his passion anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so back to like some of your points that you would make, like, I mean, really, is it, is it, do you really have to do all that shit? Like, you know, and like people tell the athletes that they have to be a one sport athlete and they should only focus on their, their primary sport, not get involved in other sports. And for me, and I don't know if it was for you, the opposite where, you know, it was, it was better to be like a, a triathlete. Sure. Two or three different sports. Was that how it was for you? Yeah, I mean, it was way more impressive to play more than just one. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like people are getting, like, individually coaching sessions or individually, like, training sessions yeah. just to focus on their one sport. Yep. yep. To me, that's kind of crazy. So... So did you like, did you buy into that, some of that stuff and like do that with him? Like this, this coaching, the training, the, a little bit of specialization. I know he played football and basketball, right. But did you, did you kind of go down that path? Um, I would ask him or kind of see if he wanted to do certain camps and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and I would say that that stopped shortly after his freshman year of high school. Sure. Like, you know, and really like the summer camps, he didn't, he wasn't too interested in, in football and <laughs> stuff sure. like that. He's like, yeah, maybe. Um, and then we did a season of AAU basketball and that was really cool. But then after, I think there was one year in between that and COVID or was COVID his freshman year. Yeah, COVID would have been right in his freshman year. So that kind of, he was like, nah, I'm not interested. He just wasn't, didn't want to do anything extra outside of the high school sport. So yeah. I was like, okay. Do you think it would have had a bearing on, so there's a couple of things, right, that are interesting, right? Like he's not, he's just not that into it anymore, mm-hmm. for one. But do you think he's not that? And I'm kind of playing devil's advocate. Do you think he's not that interested in it because um, he he's not as good as he could have been? Or he just got everything he wanted to get out of the sport and now he's ready for the next chapter of his life and he recognizes, like, I'm not a, I'm not a college athlete. I'm not going to go be professional. This is not going to be my life. So I want right. to move on to the next thing. Like, what do you... I think a little bit of both. Um, he was just, he was naturally like a talented athlete. Um, and he would give it at all his all during games Mm -hmm. and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going all in, but like the off season or, you know, AAU or any of those things, he's like, yeah, you know, just kind of for fun. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, he just, I think he came to the realization, this isn't, 
what I really want to do going forward. So I'll continue with it and sure. finish it out in high school. And that's, that's kind of it. So yeah. a little bit of both. I think if he would have, if he really was passionate about it and wanted to apply that, I mean, he's one that sets a goal and sets his mind to something and he would go full force for it. Mm-hmm. So. So do you think yeah. like those things would be worth it or no? Um, like advice for other parents, right? Like from your perspective, right? Cause you, you did kind of push him and push him in those by, you know, by asking or, you know, you encouraged, you supported, whatever you want to call it. Right. You gave him the, the, the roadmap if you wanted to take it. He took it at some points, didn't at others. Right. Like what, what would your advice be for, you know, parents that are going through that going, you know, going into high school, you know, as they're raising young kids, whatever, right? Like, what's your perspective on it? Like, is it worth it? Is it not? I think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. One, I think sports, you know, and other activities, you know, when he was younger, he was in some other activities um, outside of sports. But I think it gives kids good discipline. It makes, you know, it it teaches them how to work with a team or even individually in some sports. and just kind of working together, kind of that mentality. Yeah. So, yes, I think it's worth it. Do I think that parents need to push, push, push their children to go full force? No. Sure. <laughs> you know? Um, so, no, I don't. I don't think so. And I think, you know, I've, I've come to, like, in these last couple of years, just kind of realizing, like, okay, this isn't what he wants to do and – I'm fine with that. I want him to be happy and choose his path. The The other part of me, I would maybe say like 20% is like, I just hope he's not, re- doesn't regret something later. Right. You know, like, oh, I wish I would have pursued that. Or I wish I would have, you know, gone to college or, you know, I wish I would have. Sure. But. I think that's, that's every, like, you want to give them every opportunity, but you also got to know, like, they're going to make mistakes, right? And you kind of have to let them learn that along the way. Um, and, you know, for a lot of kids, yeah, at like young, ga- young ages, you know, myself included, I hated practice. Yeah, I and, you know, like, him and I, we've talked about it, and he's like, you know, practice is, it was typical. <laughs> yeah, it's... You know, that's kind of his response, And but he'll go hard in the games, but he's not giving his 125% effort outside of that, sure. really. Absolutely. I mean, and like, that's, I think that that's normal for kids, right? Like, they want to have fun. They want to, like, enjoy their life, and it's, you know, practice is work, and, like, getting to that level takes a ton of dedication. And look, if you can put that effort in when you're 15, 14, 12, not, you know, whatever, like good for you. That's great. Mm -hmm. And it can help a lot without a doubt. But, you know, at the same time, like, you know, they're just kids and they're, they're trying to have fun. And, you know, I've said it a couple of my other friends, like we don't have fully developed brains till we're 25. Like, of course you're going to fuck up. Absolutely. And I, the other thing too, that, you know, I also think is like, 
I don't know, like teenage years. And I don't know about you as a boy, but that's a lot of extra added stress when, you know, we're that young and <laughs> our parents are putting this extra pressure on us, you know, um, girls, and it's, I know all the of emotional it. piece. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's all of it. I will also say like, you know, coming up to high school, he was on some pretty competitive teams and they would win a lot, you know? And then when he got into, you know, football and basketball and playing varsity, whatever, um, we were not in a school district where we won very many games. So the last four years has been a lot of lost games and just, you know, hype, excitement, um, might lose by like six points or like one touchdown or, you know, or we get completely blown out in basketball games. And, you know, that gets fucking old after a while, I would imagine. Like you're trying to put all this effort into something that you just can't, you can't cross like essentially a finish line or you can't feel some sort of reward, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's tough. Right. Like I, a lot of the teams that I was on were good. And so we didn't have to like climb that hill, but then like in baseball, which was, you know, my best sport, we weren't that good. And, you know, a lot of the reward came in the hard work and seeing the efforts paid off at the end, but that's really hard to recognize when you're in it. Even I, at the time was just pissed that we couldn't yeah. win games. And, you know, had I not been, you know, you know, blessed with ability, I for sure would have been like, well, fuck it. Like career's over exactly. on to the next thing. Right. Like, here we go. You know, but it, yeah, I did have an opportunity to continue to go on. Right. And like realize there's more to it and there, you know, more, the, the more you put in, the more you can get out and all this stuff. And, you know, you recognize that, unfortunately, much later in life. Um, right. And so it's that delicate balance of, like, pushing them into it and, like, showing them hard work, but at the same time, like, letting them learn from their mistakes and, like, learn that, you know, hopefully they take the like, he would take something like this. Not that he feels like he made a mistake, you know, his life's all ahead of him at this point, right? Like so yeah. much of it is in front of him. But if he ever did feel like that was a mistake, he could look back on that and be like, man, had I put, you know, 20% more effort into that, I would have been more successful and like apply that to yourself later on in life. Right. And say, all right, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do the extra work on this project. I'm going to, you know, stay an extra hour at work to make sure things go right or whatever. And, you know, you find success through that later on. And that's, that's one of those things that like I always took from sports is there's, it's not a direct correlation, um, but it's, it's very, it's a very close relationship to the amount of work you put in to the success you're going to have. Um, obviously, you know, sports are crazy. Anything can fucking happen. Right. <laughs> at, at times, you know, some kid can throw a hail Mary, you know, you make it, you throw up a three quarter court shot, you know, it just goes in and like, that's, that's life, you know, but it's, it's exactly it. It's life. Sometimes shit happens. You know, you can put in all the work and it doesn't work out, but you know, you gave it your best effort. Um, yeah, for, yeah, for sure. 
And, you know, like you said, it's not a direct correlation, but there's definitely like life lessons that can be learned from, from sports just in general. Did you ever send him to a math camp? <laughs> uh, I made him do chess club. Hey, that a girl. <laughs> no, I remember you saying something like that. Be like, Anna, the percentage of, you know, high school students that are going into college or getting scholarships, you know, is like 1%. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's something he could strive towards, you know, like, um, and yeah, and I, I totally get that. And then hearing like the grueling stories of, you know, the recruiting process and how they're just, you know, really trying to woo you with come play for us or come do this and come do that. And, you know, and then kids show up and it's not like that at all. Um, you know, that's why, like, I really loved that podcast with, with your buddy Ross and, and how he goes about a different approach. And, you know, I was like, yeah, that's, that's totally awesome. And I love that he's doing that kind of work and like, what are they looking for in a college versus just being bombarded by, you know, coaches and yeah. Hey, this is what we can do for you. Well, mm-hmm. no, what can you do for me? Like, right. you know, yep. Absolutely. So I Absolutely. love that. So, so it, it, is he going to college? Is he like, what's his, what's his path? Well, he, so he's not, he's, he's not going to do college. Okay. Um, he wants to get into like real estate and investing. Um, you know, he, He's already resourcing like courses and things that he can take or certificates, licensures. Um, So he's pretty, pretty set on that. So um, he's been talking to some of his other extended family on ideas. And so, yeah, we'll see where it goes. That's pretty cool. Like, because he's been into investing for a while. He has. (laughs) Um. I will say like, so outside of a you, like, I do want to give you a shout out because, you know, I, we, we've talked about finances a lot and as a single mom for a long time, I was just like, Oh my fucking God. Like, how do I ever just get out of this hole of debt? Mm-hmm. Um, you helped me set up like this awesome spreadsheet and budget plan. Uh, did I follow it? 100%. No, <laughs> <laughs> not always, but I, I still have it. It's the format that I still use um, with the interest rates and all of that. And, you know, now with Henry, he's really studied up on the, I will. So kind of to back up the one reason he doesn't want to do college is have that long-term debt. Sure. Like he's like, Nope, I'm not, I'm not putting up like 50 to a hundred grand of debt absolutely not. I can learn everything on YouTube or, you know, um, I know and find other ways to gain his experience. And I was like, okay, cool. Took me a little while to get behind that, but I do, I I get it. Like he's, he's very motivated and goal oriented. So I trust that. Um, but he has really helped hold me accountable Mm -hmm. to a budget, to paying a certain amount on my credit card debt or, you know, paying off the credit cards, um, you know, in the last two to three years. And so 
you know, I kind of, I, I tease them and I was like, oh, or, you know, I, I tell my friends, well, I have to check with my financial planner, my financial advisor first, <laughs> if I can spend this money <laughs> or if I can go out. And then they just laugh at me. They're like, are you talking about Henry? I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> but that's awesome. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's one of those, uh, weird things that, should be talked about more but isn't for kids right like financial literacy and responsibility and how to manage yourself in that respect right and unfortunately like college now is just this you know insane beast that hangs over their head from a money standpoint for years and is it worth it? Well, it depends on what you want to do, right? If you right. if you know you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, right, a mathematician, a scientist, something like that, like something specialized, 100%, right? You have to you have to go, you have to learn those those skills, those trades, whatever you want to call it. And you have to put in that work before you can start applying it in the real world because they just can't teach that at high school or in high right. school. But if you want to be a salesman, right, or, you know, uh, get into operations, right, like, is is that stuff necessary? 100% not, right? And so, like, for a kid to be so young, and I'm sure, like, some of that is a learned experience from you um, and just what you've been through in life. <laughs> You're sucking down. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is fucking exploding. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> what in the actual hell? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, won't stop. <laughs> a beer so so what's you drinking yeah we forgot that stuff i just cracked open this what in the fuck okay a drecker people eater blueberry basil sour that was in this hotel fridge jesus over like I, I did not shake this shit or anything and it just won't stop overflowing. Oh my god. Oh, it's classic. <laughs> just looking at you, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Oh uh... <laughs> sorry, that is too funny. And you were saying though. <laughs> yeah, no, like holy shit. Hold on, give me a second. Yeah, so I know. And you had a margarita before. I should have asked you that, but I'm glad I didn't because yeah. this is perfect, uh, perfect uh, timing. Um, and I'm drinking a bourbon currently. I'm going to switch to beer here shortly because I'm almost done. But no, like, I think that that's super awesome that he recognizes, right, like the financial aspect of life. And it's just not taught early on enough. Um, and so that's only going to do him it's given him a leg up, 
right? It, you know, I yeah. I was victim of it, right? I, 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 victim is, you know, I was just stupid. Um, no, you could throw out victim, right? Like they gave my dumb ass a credit card, right? At a super young age with no understanding of it. And I graduate college. What do I do? Oh, the limit's three grand. Call up two buddies. We take a 12-day road trip uh, to the East Coast, touring baseball stadiums. Max that shit Max out. the limit. Went home, started paying minimum payments, right? This is easy. Grab another one, right? And exactly. you rack up that debt, and you're like, holy shit, how do I get out of this, right? And it just... You, it takes a while, right? And like, that's why, like, you know, part of why I was able to help you is like, I, you know, I went through it, you know, 10, 15 years yeah. before or whatever. And, um, you know, put that through, right? Like put that plan out said, all right, here's what I got to do. Here's how I got to stick to it, you know, and just slowly ate away at it and got those like small victories along the way. And then, you know, ever since, you know, I don't, Outside of my house, my car, I have no debt, right? I don't want debt. Uh, yeah. It's it's a burden um, that just weighs you down. So if you can avoid it, you should. And, like, for him to be thinking about investing at an early age, right, and understanding, like, compound interest and, you know, how to make your money work for you and all those things, like, that's fucking awesome, right? And you don't need a college degree for that right? Like that's simple math, compound interest. Like that is not difficult shit. <laughs> well, some, for some of us, maybe Jeff, but yeah, exactly. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> for me, but I do think like our generation, I know I'm a little older than you are, but you know, in the nineties, as soon as we graduated, maybe two thousands for, for you guys, um, it's like you go to college campus and they're just passing out these credit cards. For like you sure. said, with no knowledge, like high school should have a required course of financial responsibility, explain what a fucking mortgage is, all of that. Instead, it's just an elective course. Yep. Like, and then obviously like generational, like if, if parents don't teach their children, this, it just continues and fucking banks just, yeah. Profit, profit, profit. So, but yeah, I, I don't even, to be honest, I'm not even 100% sure how he became interested in this. He started reading books and over COVID, he just watched tons of YouTube videos and started mm -hmm. reading some, some financial books and, and here we are. So, well, and that's, what's like, like what I think is like so cool about like, uh, you know, his generation, you know, and generations that are, you know, a little older than his. Um, and like one of the pitfalls like that, that we had to deal with going up, growing up with, right? Like credit was essentially kind of this new thing um, for the world. Yeah. For the mass, for the mass amounts of people in the world. Like it had always been extended to the wealthy. Um but then they started giving it to, you know, essentially microloans, which is what a credit card is, um, to the masses. And mm -hmm. they realized, like, how much money they could make off that because they couldn't pay it back so quickly. And holy shit, did, you know, their profits explode, right? Like, there's just a, an exponential growth graph, you know, from whenever this started, like in the 50s, 60s. And, you know, it took off and you know, a lot of our parents were very conservative because that's the age that they grew up in. 
And then we got to, uh, you know, the eighties and excess started to become a thing. And, you know, it just snowballed, you know, into all these financial crises that we hit, which is, I think, why you've probably seen a couple of them, you know, in the last 10, 15, 20 years that had never, you know, previously had been only reserved for, you know, massive financial crisis events. But now they're happening more and more often because people are just stockpiling this debt. And this generation now can learn about that so easily. We didn't have access to that info. There wasn't really the internet. There's no like online learning library like YouTube, you know, that you can just go out there and pick people's brains. Like you couldn't just ask a question into the void and get an answer. You had to find like experts or go to a bank, right? And fuck those fuckers lie to you. Shit, I did it. Right. Like, yeah, well, I was going to say you worked in that industry, right? Yeah. And like, you just, yeah. you learned a lot of people cause you got to get sales, right? Keep your job. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Right. And so it's super cool that he's, you know, in that or interested in that at such a young age, it's, it's only going to set him up for success. Yeah, I sure hope so. And that's why I kind of, you know, I tease them sometimes like you're 18 going on 80, like, you know, you can allow yourself to have some fun. And <laughs> he's like, don't worry, mom, I'll have fun when I become a millionaire. Like, okay. You know, <laughs> uh, and you know, sure. and he's, he's set on that. It, I don't doubt it. Anything. About it's, the, it. it's the day and age where you can do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. in, in whatever you want, you know, whenever you want. And you know, good for him for recognizing that and realizing that there's not a certain way you have to go about doing something. So yeah. Shout out Henry. Yes. 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 So see if so what are you drinking? Let's get to that now. <laughs> well, I'm we drinking f- bourbon. Bourbon. Okay. Yeah. But it's almost empty and then I'm going to go to beer. Okay. Are you still drinking your, your shit light? Of course. It's not Bud Light anymore though. It's Bush Light. Okay, let's talk about that. So I've never tried the Bushlight Apple or Bush Apple. What is this? It like, is Bush Apple. Well, you're out of luck because they stopped making it. So, oh, okay, it's well. too bad for you. But they are coming out with a Bush Peach, apparently. Okay. So give that a whirl because if it's anything like Bush Apple, you'll love it. But nah, yeah, it's uh, it is refreshing to say the least, and surprisingly good. And okay. If I ever see cases of it, I will snap it up. But, yeah, they stopped making it this year, which is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. That was one of the things I was like, oh, yeah, I have to have to ask him about that. And you and your buddies got into that. So hard. We're deep. We're deep. I've got. Which is so funny to hear, like, a group of, like, these guys talking about <laughs> fucking Bush Apple. I'm like, what are we? A seven, 16-year-old? Hey, we don't school? drink shame, Anna. I could drink shame your beer if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. I I was just, I was so curious and I never found any. I was, can't say I was really out there hunting for it, but. It's refreshing and delicious. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. And you missed, I'll take your word for you it. You missed out and it's too bad. So, you know, if I ever see you again, I'll, I'll bring one and, you know, throw it at you and see if it explodes. Yeah, no shit. Like this one just did. <laughs> fuck so weird um but you mentioned right like you were a single mom right like which as i was typing out this list of all the things that i think that 
you know, of why I wanted to have you on, right? And like the challenges you faced and like the, you know, challenges, struggles, um, general like hurdles that are put in front of a lot of people, right? And to see you have the success you have now, um, you know, like you're a single mom or, you know, definitely were for a while. I don't know what you would classify yourself as now. Um, I'm taken, I'm taken. <laughs> taken, right. Okay. Um, but you were single mom for many years right and a single working mom and so how you know when you were in that phase of your life like what were some of the bigger challenges that you faced aside from the obvious right like I was a single mom well no shit Anna um but you know like what were some of the harder things that you had to deal with and how did you kind of try to overcome those oh yeah so you know, kind of backing up, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go back to like, just growing up. I was the oldest child. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad just pushed me so hard and, you know, really put the pressure on, like he wanted me to go into the army. He was in the army. Um, you know, wanted me to do college or do all of these things. Like he had all of these goals for me in, in his mind. Sure. And we were so alike that I was like, fuck you. I'm not, I'm doing the complete opposite of everything you're saying. Um, But anyways, I will say that that pushed me to be as successful as he was or Mm -hmm. to attempt to be. So I'm like, all right, I'm I'm going to fucking college. I'm going to get a four-year degree, whatever. Um finished college had Henry shortly after and in my mind I just thought you know I have to be the sole provider for me and my child um not that his dad was not involved his dad is very involved a really good dad all of that I just knew that I had to rely on just myself um so you know I set some goals for myself just mentally. And I'm like, I have to get my master's degree. I have to, you know, keep moving up the ladder, Mm -hmm. build this, this professional life for myself and just know that I have to provide for me. I was working like, so one of the hardest parts about that was I was constantly working constantly, you know, um, when I started working with you or in that, that new career path. Um, I think Henry was, well, I was in my master's program Mm -hmm. at that point. So he was in first grade. Shit. Yeah. He was in like first or second grade. Um, and you know, I had set that goal when he starts school, I'm going back to school to get my master's degree. I don't know why I thought that, but, um, (laughs) And then after that, I was promoted, moved up the ladder alongside with you and the company. And, you know, here we are. But I always had side hustles, you know. So I was bartending on the weekends. Loved that. That was actually Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Sure. But I had no social life. Like, I would, I, you know, I'm, I'm one that keeps in touch with a lot of all my friends from high school still very close but it was like oh working working i'll see you guys in the winter time when i have weekends available um but that was kind of 
that was our fun money. And, you know, I will say that I was very lucky to have Henry's dad's family to help care for him. Yeah. Um, I trusted everything about his grandma and taking care of him. Um, you know, but it was hard. Yeah. You know, it's like we worked out our custody. You know, we, we didn't go through any courts. We just figured it out what mm-hmm. worked. It wasn't about us. It was about what was best for Henry. And so I will, I'm very proud of us for, for doing that. We did a great job and still to this day, I mean, we still talk about obviously Henry, but um, we just figured it out. So the hard, I will say the hardest part was just, I was constantly working and I feel like I probably did miss out on a lot. Um, Henry had to grow up pretty fast. I think Mm -hmm. one of, and you probably remember, I think when you offered me a promotion, you know, the, the hours were to be a little bit later in the day, like until like seven or eight at night. And I think Henry was like nine or 10 and you're like, so, you know, I don't know, you know, if you could do that, if you can work it out or if he has something going on, you know, in the afternoon with his, his dad or whatever, but we made it work. He was essentially kind of like a latchkey kid, mm-hmm. you know, he was home by himself for a few hours and um, he had a cell phone when he was pretty young, younger than <laughs> Before kids were having, like, kids in schools were having phones, you know? And so that was hard. And and I, but that's also why I was so, like, involved in all of his sports and activities. Like, and you know, like, you were very flexible with me. I wouldn't miss any of that shit if it were on a Saturday. Right. Or Sunday. Yep. So that was hard. Mm -hmm. But now... I don't, I don't need the side hustles. I just like the side hustles. I was, sure. I was probably working like two or three jobs combined with just kind of the network marketing thing. I did that in different arenas of like scrapbooking, some yeah. other stuff. Big scrapbooking <laughs> fan over here. I know. I learned awesome. all about it in our conversations. Just, you know, all, I did not realize like scrapbooking a was still a thing. And B, <laughs> that, like, there are these retreats that those who are interested in it, like, go on to just scrapbook all fucking weekend. Obviously, like, there's fun and, you know, you guys are drinking and, like, you know, doing whatever else you've, you're fucking doing. Probably having pillow fights. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, I, I didn't realize, like, that was a world, right? Which just also, like, speaks to the fact that, like, you could do anything, like, that you want, right? If, you you know, if you're passionate enough about it and, like, turning it into something. And so, like... I'm sure like a lot of that, like Henry saw that. Right. And like, as you mentioned, like he grew up fast, you know, just because of the circumstance, but I got to imagine that's only going to like pay dividends for him in the long run. Like, gosh, I think it already has really like, wow. Like, you know, in that aspect, but yeah, scrapbooking is a thing crafting. Um, if it's at a craft sale, I can probably make it. (laughs) Uh, is it easier to buy? Of course, but let me, let me try to make it first, but yeah, that's, that's a real thing. I love it. And I still do it. Mm-hmm. So now you got to okay. treat this weekend, actually. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to treat the world. Uh, it's that, that 
we don't need to invite the world into that world. We'll just leave it. No, at that. it is. It is a secret world. So yeah. Um, but now you, you know, you've, you've, you're a mother of two. Yeah. You got another, <laughs> right? Like, uh, is how old baby now? Baby is four and a half. God damn. I know. Fucking a. That's crazy. Um, it is. <laughs> so there's a big gap. It is. How hard was that? Like jumping back into that. Oof. I mean, this kid has, of course, love him to death. I don't regret a thing, but he has, they say that kids will make you younger. Absolutely not. I feel like 20 years fucking older. Like, sure. oh my gosh. So there's a, a lot, uh, what, 14, 13, 14 year gap there. Yeah. How about you and your brother? Aren't you guys like 11, 12? We're 11 and a half, 12 years. So did you used to fucking bully Justin? Uh, like, him, tease him? Yeah. It, in a, I mean, not in like an aggressive way. Like it was, we were playing. So no, like not like, I didn't like bully him and shame him when he was younger. Oh. Not when he was like that young. Right. Like, as he got older, like when he was, you know, 13, 14, you know, I'd, I'd give him the business then, but yeah, not when he was a baby. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I will say like, I always tell people like, I don't regret it, but I wouldn't recommend it either. (laughs) Sure. Sure. It is like, it was a total mind fuck for me just emotionally to, you know, be further into my career and be very career focused um and then wanting to be a like a mom right obviously like you know for a young baby like you just want to spend all this time with your baby and not not miss a second um which i'm sure was only harder because when you had henry at first right it was you were on your own and you missed so much of it yeah and, you know, on my own, like, again, his dad was fully involved in doing all of that. But we, yeah, we made it work. And yeah. this time around is like, whew, shit, how do I balance work, momming, you know, partnering, all of that, going to events all at the same time. It was, it's, it was a struggle. I think I'm getting pretty even keeled now with it. And he's old enough to, to understand and figure things out. But, whew, shit. But speaking of kids, like Jax just had a birthday. That's right. Yeah. How old is he now? Ten? Nine. Nine. Nine years Dang. old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It's, it's it's weird to think. Like he's a little dude now. You know. He um, is. You know, conscious, right? Of like <laughs> others uh viewpoints of him, right? Like starting to get into those conversations and you know, how he's perceived, how, you know, yeah, just that, right? Like, all that stuff starts to come, like, the social pressures of the world. Like, unfortunately, like, it's super sad to, like, have those conversations because um, you can kind of see, like, childhood eroding away. Oh, I you know? know, it's so um, sad. He still acts like a kid in the house, right? And But, you know, when I'm standing in the driveway watching him play with his friends, like, 
you know, you can see him building his uh, public persona, right? Or his, you know, how he wants the world to view him, which is interesting, right? I think we all do that in some respect, right? Like we're all, yeah, uh, we all we all wear masks, and you know, he's starting to build his. Even though, like, we try to talk to him about, like, dude, just be yourself. Like, don't, you know don't act a certain way because you think that's going to make you cool. And, you know, some of that he's just going to have to learn on his own. Um, but you can kind of see it out there. And so that that just leads to some awkward conversations. But, yeah, I know. I mean, he's, you know, he we, he he's into video games now. So, like, you know, I'll sit there and watch him play video games. I'll, I'll play. I'll jump on the sticks with him a little bit. Um, it's cool. Like, it's he's becoming a little dude now, which is, which is a lot of fun. What's he playing? I'm just curious. Uh, so he plays Madden and Rocket League, you know, what's Rocket League? (laughs) Only the greatest game ever invented, Anna. Uh, it is soccer with race cars. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, speaking of like video games, are you a gamer? For sure. Oh, wow. Let's see that. When I heard you talking about that, I was like, oh, that's fucking interesting. I would have never thought you'd be, well, wasting your time <laughs> gaming. But yeah. I guess like, if, it's, if it's like you're spending time with your buddies, you know, online and all of that. Like, that's I all get it that. is. That's all it is. That's what it's for. Like, right. It's yeah. just a, it's a vehicle um, activity to hang out with your buddies. It's no, you know, it's really like no different yeah. than golfing. It's no different than watching a game together. Right. It's that's how we're doing it. And you can always, you can just do it, you know, whenever you want, you know, from the comfort of your home, you just like you and I are doing this, right. This is another vehicle to engage with your friends and have conversations. It's, you know, it's generally a lot of bullshitting and just ribbing each other and, you know, you suck or, you know, that's awesome or, you know, whatever. And occasionally some inappropriate jokes, but you know, it's, it's just hanging out with the guys. No, that's, that's fucking cool. I mean, I can't scrapbook virtually with my friends. So, you know, <laughs> whatever you, could, you can do. Right. Like, I'm sure you could. Like, I'm sure you could well, do like we these. could, but it's just not as fun. I know. It's not the same, right? Like, you're not, I get it. It's not the same, but we're all playing the same game, like, together. So, it, it works a little better. What are you guys playing? Uh, so, we'll play Rocket League. We play uh, Call of Duty. Okay. I generally yeah. just run around and get shot a lot. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I struggle. Really, that that's, that's it's not like real life. <laughs> not like real life. Yeah, I was it, like, I thought you were a sharpshooter. It, it's uh, it's not real. <laughs> uh, so you no, know, no. normal combat tactics do not apply in video games. So yeah, I, I die a lot, but it's fun, right? Again, it's you know, oh shit, we got to go get Jeff back. Yep, sorry. <laughs> Bring him back to life. Yep. God damn. Uh, um, but it's fun. Yeah, and so Jack's into it now, and that's cool. Like it's another thing that we can like share an experience over and bond over. Um, so yeah, we enjoy it. That's awesome. And is he still into sports? Is he, is he digging Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. I know he likes watching all the football games with you. Passively. Right. He, he's very into the scores. He likes yeah. sports center, right? He likes to watch those shows. Um, but sitting down for three hours and watching a game is not necessarily his thing yet. Yeah. That's all. It's a lot. Right. And I, I think that that generation, those kids, that's not how they're built. Right. TikToks, uh, 
you know, and Instagram reels and all this stuff, right? They're, they're 20 second bites, 30 second bites. And then it's on to the next. And a lot of YouTube videos are that, that I see them watching are a minute to two minutes in length. And then they go to the next one and sometimes they don't even finish them. Right. They, they, it's a, it's a technology devil, right? Like it's, it's spinning their brain where they, they need this continuous hit. Right. And that is a, it's a dangerous thing. But there are times when he'll sit with me and watch a lot of a game, and I think some of those times are when there's other stuff that he could do that he just doesn't want to do, so he'll sit with me because he knows I'll let him. <laughs> like Dad wants him to go pick up his room or something. He's like, no, I'm watching football with Dad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and how absolutely. old is Jocelyn? She's seven. Seven? Yeah, seven. Oh, my gosh. What is she into? Fuck. Uh, you know, she, she does gymnastics. She's in Ninja and Ninja. yeah, like a, you know, like American Ninja warrior. Yeah. Tell me more like a class. Yeah, it's or just, just like obstacle courses. No, I mean, she's on a team. Uh, she made the team. Her coaches like want us to go to competitions with her because she's really good at it, uh, which is super cool to, Holy shit. to see. Like, yeah, she's just like swinging from shit and like, you know 12 feet off the ground and you're as a parent you're just like oh my god this is so much like scarier than football (laughs) right but she's yeah she's just fearless with it you know and she'll she just flings her flings her body around and like you know goes from one monkey bar to another one that's like six feet away or you know five feet away and oh my god you're kidding like parkour kind of just like jumping flips doing all that yeah, I mean it's again it's it's American Ninja Warrior, right? Like these obstacle courses and so that's what they practice. Um but yeah, she does she she loves that stuff. She's in gymnastics. Not as excited about that cuz it's not as exciting, right? It's right. Point, point your toe, straighten your leg, right? Uh, you have to be like perfect. Or, you know, like I don't know, that's what I thought about as for gymnasts, like, oh, man, the pressure to just be perfect all the time. Yeah, very precise, but she's got some buddies in it, so I think that's why she does it. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, you know, she's into playing with her friends and very imaginative, and we could leave her alone for hours, and she will just make up a world to live in and play in, which is super oh, cool. Oh, that's amazing. Super cool to watch. Super that's cool awesome. To watch. Yeah. But she's still my, like, she's daddy's little girl. Like, right, she knows that. And that's cool. It's fine with me. <laughs> that's so funny because I was thinking about and like listening to your your podcasts. I've listened to all of them, by the way. Um, so good job. Thank you very much. But I one of the things that I just laugh so fucking hard about, I remember like before you guys had Jackson and Jocelyn, I was you had said like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're getting that for Henry or getting buying yeah. these toys or blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give my kids cardboard boxes. Yep. And I'm like, okay, Jeff, no, you're fucking not. You're like, I'm serious. Like, fuck this. They're not getting a tablet. They're not getting a phone. They're not getting any of this shit. And I'm like, okay, you let me know how that goes when they're about two or three, four or five years old. Yeah. It's <laughs> the most wrong I've ever been about anything in my life. <laughs> I'll be I'll be the first to admit it. I'm the I am the first to like at like Christmas, you know, I'll just be walking through Target or whatever and I grab so much dumb shit. I'm just like, "Oh, they'll like this, they'll like that, they'll like this." And Jen's, you know, Jen's planning out Christmas, right? 
you know, so they each have equal amount of presents and I just show up with like 30 more things. I'm like, yeah, let's just give them all this shit too. And she's like, Jeff, what are you doing? I, I don't know. I, my, not that my Christmases weren't good. I, I don't want to say that by any stretch of the imagination. I, I enjoyed them all, but I don't know. Right. Like you just want your kids to have what, have whatever they want. Right. And right. Like what we didn't or just like, yeah, not that we didn't have stuff, but I just, I agree. Like, I don't know when it, when it comes around to like their birthday or Christmas, like you just want to make it so fucking magical and fun for them yeah. and just see like the for excitement sure. on their faces. For sure. And it's rewarding. Uh, yeah. I'm the, I'm the first to cave. <laughs> I get that. Uh, uh, I have a little bit of uh, therapy by consumerism in me. Um, so whoopsies. That's <laughs> not, <laughs> Always a bad thing, you know, you get sucked into it all. 100%, 100%. But back to you, right? Um, and again, you have you have two kids. Again, part of this, like, list of, like, things that I think are challenging and, like, super impressive, like, how you're overcoming all this stuff, right? right? Like, your kids are mixed, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. Which brings on like this whole new world that I think a lot of people don't have to uh, think about. Well, and I'll, I'll let me let me retract that. A lot of white people don't think about, right? I think anybody who is would generally be considered a minority thinks about it every single day and almost every single hour um, because of what they face, and so that has opened your world into that world, and I'm just you know, I'll, I'll open the door and let you talk about like the challenges and like the struggles and or the concerns and everything that you've had to deal with with respect to that. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so both of my children are mixed. Um, Henry on the, you know, he's, he's half Asian. Um, AB is half African. I like my cultures, so. Um, <laughs> hey, whatever works. Uh, yeah, whatever works, and I and I love it. But it is it has totally brought a different dynamic to raising children. I think, and whew, there's definitely challenges. And I will say, like growing up, you know, privileged, and coming from a white family a white background you know we do have like these unconscious biases of how we were raised and the environment that we were raised in um you know for me in high school I we did not have a very diverse high school I think I had like maybe a handful a couple dozen of minority kids we had one black kid you know a handful of Asian kids what have you um but yeah, you, you, you kind of just have to, you know, I'm a mama bear. I don't even know how to explain it. Like just, but trying to put this extra aura of protection around them. And how do we do that? How do I advocate for my child? Like I can think back to when Henry was in like middle school and he's like telling me, 
that his teacher, he thought one of his teachers was racist. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, he's always picking on me and so and so. Um, nobody else, you know, we're done with the homework. We're done with all the assignments. And why was I questioning my son? Right. You know, to think that at a, at a young age. And sure. I had to kind of check myself and, you know, okay, let's let's meet with this teacher at conferences. And, you know, at the end of the day, I really had, I, I really just had to check myself and, and say, yeah, why the fuck is he picking on him and another kid, you know, because they're ahead of the classroom, like give them some either extra work or a way for them to mentor these other, these other students. Um, but he gave me example, Henry had given me examples and, you know, that was kind of my first, you know, kind of first of experience of like, oh, wow, like, mm-hmm. this is still fucking happening, sure. <laughs> you know, and I, I don't want to sound naive, but, you know, we also, we live in a pretty diverse community, but, you know, still pro- predominantly white. And, you know, one of the reasons I like where we live is because there is a lot of different cultures, different races, different, um, backgrounds. And I think we can all learn from that. I have been learning a shit ton. Um, or just even like the pronunciation of his name, Mm -hmm. even to this day, we get to high schools and, you know, I have friends that are correcting them. And I was like, thank you. Um, you know, and just kind of, yeah, I don't even know. Like I could probably go on and on a tangent of of all of that and I try to get involved with um you know, I was I was in like a group of white women and working with another person who has this group, you know, to talk about diversity and he's a black man and you know, really questioning us and how we are advocating for other races or how we're advocating for the BIPOC community and you know i can't i can't say that i how how do i want to say this i have learned so much mm-hmm. <laughs> you know with living in minneapolis even before george floyd but we have had our own circumstances within my family that have re- been really eye opening um yeah Harry has a lot of friends that are that are black and um they've been involved in situation where they are, they are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not targeted, but treated differently. Yep. Um, profiled profiled is the word that I'm looking for. And, um, it's, it's really been eye opening and like, wow, I, I really need to fucking take a step back. I'm still learning a lot of things. Um, to work towards supporting and being a good ally to obviously to my children, but to our friends, to, you know, the groups of, I have, Henry has some of his friends and like those kids, I I will be looking out for immediately for, you know, anything, (laughs) you know, one time I called, it's just, it's just being there and letting them know, like, how can I, 
best be an ally in speaking up and where I have probably taken a more active approach in saying something when I know something is a little off or just doesn't seem right or is in a racist tone or even a, um, you know, an under, an undertone of racism. It's sure. like, what the fuck, you know, and make some people question that. But I've also been called out on it, you know, in the workspace at times, like a few years ago, like, I don't know if I ever told you this, but one of one of our employees actually said, well, what do you mean by by them all or something? And, and I was like, well, I, I don't know. And he had to use an example of how that was used towards their, you know, mm-hmm. towards their culture. And I was like, oh, my gosh, well, I absolutely did not mean that. So I apologize and I will learn from this and not use I don't even remember the term I don't, at the point, but, you know, I, I want people to call me out if I'm doing something that's not supporting sure. that just because I, I may not know, you know, legitimately. Right. And, um, and, you know, like you had, you, 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 you mentioned, you know, you brought this example up of in school, right. And, um, you know, I think that's a thing like a lot of people struggle with, right? And so, you know, if that was my kid, right? And, you know, in my current current structure, right, of, of my family, right? Like, we're all white. And my kid told me he thinks his teacher's picking on him. Well, my immediate thought was, or my coach has given me a bad deal, right? My immediate thought is, well, what the fuck are you doing? Right? Are you screwing around? Are you talking back? Right? Like, because... I think it's normal for people to instantly uh, and or reactionarily trust those that are in those positions to act right, right, and do the right thing. If your coach is giving you a hard time, it's probably because you're not doing what is asked of you, right? You're (laughs) screwing around during a drill. You're doing whatever, right? And so, like, Again, for me, when my son comes to me with those things, I always question his behavior, right? Like, why did, oh, you you know, there's a pushing and shoving match on, on school. Um, well, what did you do? Why did that kid, you know, punch you in the face? Like, what did you say first, right? And which it brings in this whole different narrative for you to have to consider that most I don't think do, right? And then how do you balance... Is it, you know, the worst case scenario of this teacher has, you know, this bias towards them that maybe they don't even realize versus is my kid being an asshole? Right. Right. And that's and that's where with that example in middle school, I I legitimately had to check myself. And, you know, why is my 12 year old needing to convince me of this? And you know, at the end of the day, I was like, I, I, you know, I think he's, I believe my child, of course, you know, but why was I questioning him in the first place? You know? And I think that also just kind of comes from our background and I have to look at things from a different perspective for sure. Um, But that's, but that's normal, right? Like, I also think that's good parenting to, in a sense, question your child. Right. mm -hmm. Um, I, I think, any parent 
in any race, in any country around the world would say that that says my child can do no wrong is a shitty fucking parent. I was going to say, well, that's just dumb parenting. Yeah, but there's how many parents do you know that are like that? That automatically believe their kid, like when there's a pushing and shoving match or names are said when they're younger, well, my kid didn't do anything wrong. Yours did. Right? Right. And, And those parents are the worst. Right? And so, like, when I see that, like, that makes my blood boil when there's another parent like that. So I, again, like towards my kids, I always question their actions first. And I want to make sure they didn't do anything wrong. And that's so, and I think that that's okay. Like that's being a good parent. But as you said, you now have to balance that with this, something that the vast majority of, uh, uh, I shouldn't say the vast majority uh, but with that white people generally don't think about on a daily basis of is that am I now like showing bias towards my kid unfairly and putting him in this weird spot where now he doesn't think like I'm on his side right and so like there's probably side conversations that have to happen where it's like look like this is not me not believing in you and not wanting to fight for your cause but at the same time like trying to be a good parent and tr- and making sure we're okay here before I then go down this path. Yes, like that's, a rabbit hole. That's a big, pa- you know, that's not a, it's not a little Johnny called my kid a dickhead, which no. is why little <laughs> Billy slapped little Johnny, right? Like it's not that conversation. It's, you know, teacher so-and-so is a fucking racist right like that's a wildly different conversation that brings on way more things so it and and i guess like to me to you the question would be like is that an okay uh, is that an okay thing for you to do or do you feel like no i can't even go down that path and this is my you know i'm just a a dumb fucking white guy like asking a question not trying to put people in a bad spot, right? Like, so, like, wh- is that something that you feel, like, comfortable doing, or is it not? Well, no, and I think, you know, I think as a parent, we always want to question our children. I mean, they're young, they're learning, they're growing. You know, they're not, you know, like, they're not, they haven't experienced all of the world, but yet from a, a, a white woman's perspective like i fucking haven't experienced all of that either right you know and so i will say that i have leaned in on um their dads and just kind of like do you think that this is do you think what what do you think and mm-hmm. you know I, I i have those open conversations and and kind of you know ask their perspective um you know of course i think <laughs> You know, my youngest, Aby, he is, he is a handful. He is a talker. He is, he is somebody who loves the fucking attention, but also, you know, probably has misbehaved in trying to get that attention. Um, And then we have had. As all kids do. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. But I think there has been some instances where we question ourselves, like, you know, like, hmm, <laughs> like, does this have to do with something other than just his age and, and him kind of seeking this attention? 
Right. You know, and that's, that's kind of hard. Like at that age, is that really fucking happening? (laughs) You know? Sure. Sure. um, You know, so I think it's not a bad thing to, to question our kids for sure. Um, Even from Tari's perspective, like he, you know, of course he's going to ask Abby and question him and be like, what were you doing? Were you misbehaving? Was that misbehavior? And, um, you know, he knows when he's done wrong, but there are circumstances that we've come across that are kind of like, hmm, is that really? Sure. <laughs> right. And so is that, and in, in, in those, and that's another, you know, interesting, you know, angle to this that you're bringing up, right? Like, do you feel in, like, do you feel like it's more appropriate for his dad to kind of ask those questions when those scenarios occur first to kind of like flesh out the subject and really like be able to say, all right, now we've got like this information, right? It it doesn't feel like I'm attacking him uh, and not believing him. Right. And now we have this information and now we can kind of make this decision as a, as a unit and say like, yeah, I think this is kind of like not okay. And we need to have a conversation with somebody and or rate, you know, run it up a flagpole to somebody else. And I will say, I don't feel comfortable making the decision solely on me. Right. Um, Not coming from that background and not coming from some of those just, what's the word I'm looking for? challenges um you know that you think about every single day and and i think that's where i i try to lean in and just really just try to listen to his perspective um you know i have a couple friends that i will ask their perspective like do you think this is this do you think this is like them being profiled or being racist you know and and you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, but I think I, I, I just have to listen in a lot of circumstances. I, I have a couple of friends that I would ask, um, their advice to. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could totally keep going down like a different, complete separate road, but yeah, I'm kind of losing my train of thought too at the no, same I mean, time. I, But that's, it's a, I appreciate you talking about it because it's not an easy thing to talk about, right? It's hard to put into words. It's hard to, um, it's hard for people to have conversations about it because you don't want to come across, you know, like you have a bias or you're a racist or you're an asshole or Whatever the fuck, right? Like whatever someone may think based on something you're saying in those conversations, which is unfortunate, right? That um, we can't have those conversations more openly uh, and, and more freely without the, 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 the feeling of like, am I saying this incorrectly, right? And now I'm going to get labeled as X, Y, or Z, right? And... You know, I know one of the things that I always valued, you know, working with you and where we worked and the people we worked with um, was all 
the you know it, the melting pot that it was mm-hmm. right i mean everything under the sun right was in that building and in our structure right you know my boss black man right you single mother uh you know and this i'm you know kind of more referring to when i left right but then native mm-hmm. american right foreign woman old you know older black woman and then to the entire staff was you know mixed everything right and so right. you had all these unique perspectives on everything um that helped you better understand everything because you could have these like weird one-on-one conversations with a random uh with one of our random a random employee on any given day and learn something new and or have your eyes open to this weird these weird biases that some people have from all sides yes you know and you know you know what i'm talking about right like there were wild extremes on both and you're just like whoof you know, and you do your best to kind of like try to educate them. Um, but again, I would, I'd preface it no matter who I was talking to. Like, I'm just, I'm the white guy in the room, right? Like I'm trying to be like this impartial judge, but I also understand like, you know, it's probably not what you want to hear. (sighs) Right. Like, and, you know, trying to help these, you know, help people navigate those conversations, but it was, it was super good to be in those conversations to like learn from them you know as you said right like you got called out on it once like for crying out loud i mean you i told you the amount of times i that i was called a racist in that job was right wild and you know for a fact that i just disliked everyone it didn't matter, right? Like, yeah, and matter. some of my most hated employees were white people, right? Like that I hated the most. Like you know that, right? Like they gave me the most stress and anxiety, um, right? So right. like it, 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 it just they all like everyone rubbed me the wrong way at times. Like it had nothing to do with anybody's skin tone. It was let's go get our work done, and some people just didn't want to work. Right. And I think there's a difference in holding people accountable to their actions, to their responsibilities, to all of that, you know, but also walking this fine line of like, Ooh, are they going to call me this or that? Are they going to say that I'm racist, you know, because we're suspending a person of color? Um, You know, it's like, no, man, this is based on your actions. And, but I also think there was a lot of, a lot of listening to be had and they are very difficult conversations and I would encourage you. And, you know, for me, it's sometimes still a challenge, but just to talk about, you know, to talk about race, to talk about, you know, the uncomfortableness, the challenges of, you know, how can you be a better ally to people, um, to people of color, to those that are facing these, um these historical really challenges of mm-hmm. of kind of mending some bridges and um you know if you have that opportunity with with your current staff or people of color that you work with or friends or whatever then mm-hmm. 
you know, definitely talk about it. It is uncomfortable. Um, even if you have to be called out on it, like even if you were called a racist and it was, you know, you were really just holding somebody accountable at the same time, like you probably learned something from that and probably still had a realization of like, okay, maybe I think or go a different route the next time, you know? Sure. Sure. And, and I mean, God, the amount of times we had that conversation just about like somebody saying it right. And gosh, like, in talking about how you and I know, or we knew, right, like that situation and, and that it just wasn't. And then we would talk about how like, man, it's super frustrating when that occurs because it diminishes it. Yeah. And that always frustrated me because seeing those biases in action in a, in a working environment, right? And doing what you can to like mitigate those and, and make sure that those aren't occurring and knowing that they're very real, right? Like seeing that it's very real and feeling it from both sides and knowing it's very real to have it then, you know, be thrown in a situation when it's unwarranted is, was just like, man, like, I would get more pissed because I was pissed. I was pissed at them for doing it because you're, it, it felt, and this is my, you know, it, it felt like they were um, diminishing the weight of what it is. Right. Right. And because it is serious. Right. And, you know, I don't know. Does that make me ignorant to the, to the cause? I don't know. Uh, I just tried to, I always, I've always tried to like take a, you know, 50,000 foot viewpoint from things. And when I hear those things and like you hear somebody say that, it's just like, man, you just, you're, you're hurting, you're hurting that cause because you're, you're take, it, it always felt to me like you're giving those that truly have it have that those biases and that are racist more ammo when they hear you say that shit and right. i wanted to be like don't do that right but well, i could i can't say that right up. like i can't say that right i can't be like don't say that because you're you're hurting your cause right i just you just have to wear it like all right well sorry you feel that way write a statement i'll send it to hr right and you know it, it is what it is right and you know investigation will play out however it's going to play out right and we would right, always but to, to also play like the devil's advocate of that like they have been you know if you, if you kind of think about like continuously being treated a certain way or feeling that um you know you're being you're being you know held accountable or you know being called out for something because of the color of your skin um you know that's truly that that could truly just be their belief mm -hmm. you know like and i think that you know going going through their lives and um constantly having to feel that way or or challenge sure. that 
they may not notice or they may not be thinking in the same way that you or I has been thinking like, oh, that diminishes any sort of. Totally. You know what I'm saying? And I 100%. think. hundred percent. And that's I why think, I would never like call them out in the moment. I was okay. Yeah. Sorry you feel that way. Right. Like, but you know, and then I'd tell you how like frustrating it was because that's how I, you know, I would, you can see how again, and this is from my perspective, it, I can see how that diminishes the value or the importance and or significance of that, you know, of calling of, of someone being a racist, right? Like, well, I fucked up. So you're a racist throwing some, you know, like that's a lack of accountability, right? I get their perspective and like they've, they feel like they've been treated like that their whole life. And so like, that's the default reaction. Just like mine is you're making fun of me. You don't like me. I want to beat you up. Right. I get that. I totally understand it, but I also understand uh, that for me, that's a weakness and a fear that I have of like my own shit. And, you know, like that's a me problem, right? Well, yeah, but I it's only, a defensive mechanism. We correct. all have. Yeah, it's a defensive mechanism. That's a, absolutely right. But that's my, that's on me, right? And so, like that, we, we would just have that conversation, and I'd just be like, God, that's just it's so it sucks. Because I know how important it is. And you don't, you know, don't go down that path, right? Like, because it's, because if you truly have like those biases, those people, people with those biases hang on that shit, right? It's, it's like, you know, just like they have a problem with uh, uh, affirmative action. Right. Sure. It's, it's that, it's that level of, um, stupidity, right. That they, they just, they bring into all of these, these things and, oh, well, yeah, the, you know, that person shouldn't have got their job. They only got that job because, you know, because of the, co- well, no, that's not true. Right. Like, might it have been true in one situation? Sure. Doesn't make it true in every, right. Like, yeah. They were probably just the better fucking candidate than you, right? Like, you know, and so on and so forth, right? And like, they they just feed on that shit. It's the whataboutisms. It's the, you know, and and it just it frustrate it frustrates me because I learned like so much about that during while working there, right? And right, and I I kind of think like looking back and you know thinking of like oh gosh you know like. You know, if, if you if we could take ourselves outside of this professional world, or even, you know, be looking at this or having these conversations at a professional level without being scrutinized or without being at the jeopardy of, you know, being disciplined or losing our jobs, to have these conversations, you know, like like religion, you know, race, diversity, like politics, all of those things are kind of like, don't speak about that at work, et cetera. Yeah. Right. I think that's a little bit different now, but kind of looking back at that, it's like, damn, like, you know, I think it's kind of like you, you can have those side conversations outside of like the situations where discipline does happen, but it's like, damn it. I wish you know, and you and I were at this management level where we probably shouldn't be having those conversations with our employees. You know, it could 
cause whatever favoritism of you know whatever that people would come up with to say that if we had those conversations it would be completely wrong right but like looking back it's like damn it like we should be able to have those conversations with people and just kind of like ask them like their opinions or what they really think without feeling with having without having it affect or impact negatively on either side does that make sense a hundred percent yeah and and i i don't know i always i felt like i did a good job of threading that needle of look you want to have a conversation with me about this sure and i would tell them straight up like this is this you know like this this has no bearing on your employment you know, you want to come in and yell at me. You want to come in and like scream at the world. And like, you knew that, right? Like I told everybody, you got issues, come talk to me. We'll have a conversation. And I, I think to a person that worked for us, they would all like echo that I treated everybody fairly. Like I never fucked anybody over. I gave people way more chances than they deserved. Right. And you did. And I, because I wanted people to succeed, right? And, you know, I would do things that had nothing to do with work, i.e. help you with your finances, right? They had nothing to do with your job, right? And I did that for a lot of people. And whether it was financial or career development or you you want to get into, you know, this field, I would call people I know and try and find them jobs, like whatever, whatever, I wanted everybody to be like successful and I would give people a fair shake, but I would also let them come in and unload about relationships, their kids. You want to talk, you know, yell at me about politics. You want to yell at me about another employee. Okay. Or call you a piece of shit. Call me a piece of shit. Yeah. Or, (laughs) or stand up and like challenge me from across my desk. Right? Right. Like I told you about those times, right? Like it's Okay. Because I gave you that opportunity. All right. You can do it. Don't do it in public. I do, I do think that you were very fair in that regard. Um, I just don't think everybody saw the opportunity to be able to come and speak to you openly, you know, like for whatever reason, because sure. of their own. Yeah, no. And that's on them, for you sure. know. <laughs> and, and exactly. And that's, again, that, that goes back to a, an internalization and not, you know, wanting to step outside their own little narrative, whatever it may be, whosoever it may be, right? Either side of the aisle, right? Like they didn't think I was going to agree with them. I didn't agree with anybody that walked in the office because no, I'm I my mean, own person and I have my own opinion, which is uniquely mine. And you didn't agree with me half the time either. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I don't agree with my wife half the time, right? <laughs> well, like right. that's... Welcome to life, right? Like, but I also know how to be a human, yes. right? And I can listen to people. I can have conversations. I can, they might say something I totally agree with, right? That let's just say the Minnesota Vikings wear purple. Well, guess what I'm going to do in that conversation? I take the other side to open their mind, right? And help them try to form new opinions. You know, they also you wear gold. Definitely are a devil's advocate, though. For sure, and that's what I would do in those situations. Like, yeah, if if you wanted to come in and talk politics, Republican or Democrat, I would just jump on the other side and have conversations with people and help them like understand where 
potentially the other half of the room was coming from and why it's really stupid to yet you know to walk in and say go trump or go obama or whatever the fuck they were doing at the time right like you, you would do, do it on purpose i think to start i mean you like debating for sure <laughs> 100%, so man. Like, <laughs> if somebody told you that they liked the color yellow you're like fuck that it's the color red man you need to go for color red you know <laughs> yeah 100%. You would try to convince them, no matter what the subject was, even if you were agreeing with them. It's fun. Like, I enjoy those yeah. conversations. And guess what? If you're, if you're good enough and have enough belief in what you're speaking about and are educated enough upon it, you will convince me otherwise. Tur- t- yeah, sure, sure. You will. Like... My mind has changed in my life. Newsflash. Right? Like, my opinions have been shaped over time. They are not, you know, it's clay. It's not a rock. Right? It's not granite that is immovable and will never change its shape. Like, it's clay. Like, enough pressure on one side. You're going to make me into a different shape. Okay. Cool. Like, I love that. Right? And again, from conversations with you, from with D, right? Like my mind's been open to other things and different perspectives and unique opinions on things that shape who I am in every, and those only happen through those conversations, right? Yeah. And that, and that's where I think like, oh, looking back, it's like, it would have been, I think more advantageous from a management perspective to just be able to have some of those open conversations without having a negative impact either way. Like, and just being able to freely speak. (laughs) For sure. Well, and I don't know, maybe I, um, didn't fear the repercussions, but I had them. I think we did have them privately. I I mean, you and I, I had them with the employees. But with the employees too, like I know I had private conversations with people regarding yeah. a shit ton of things, politics, race, drugs. Correct. Cause those, all again, like to me, life's more important than a job. Right. Totally. And so if somebody came in and they were having a problem with their life, all right, let's go. And I might say something they don't like. It, it wasn't my opinion. It was just, challenging their position and you know talking about it and helping them work through it and all those things and you know i was there 13 years i don't think anybody ever like filed a complaint saying i was x y or z you didn't so, get my complaints no they must have got no. swept they must have got swept <laughs> under the rug <laughs> i'm just fucking with you must have got swept under the rug no i mean and <laughs> So, but again, like, I think just because I was willing to just have them, right? And like, I didn't hold them against anybody. No, I I totally agree. I think you were very open in that in that regards, and just you're a straight shooter. Tell it how it is, or you challenge people, or just not challenge them, but just give them a different perspective, even if you didn't agree with the perspective you were telling them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, we I and I feel like we could talk about this for like another three hours. I know, for real. 
Uh, but I also feel like we're sort of going in circles. <laughs> but, we are. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of things we didn't talk about. So. Well, yeah, like. So maybe we just do it again instead of doing a three-hour podcast. Okay. Because I I'm do want to talk to you about your dad. Same. That's the genesis of this podcast, <laughs> in essentially, essentially. So. Um, and maybe we we make that an entire the next episode, or you know, one, another sure. episode. A hundred percent, because. Like, I'll be honest, like, I don't know enough about your situation, right? Which is my fault. So. No, I don't think, I mean. No, it is. It's so. mine for not, like, ever really, like, trying to dive into it, like, during when we work together. Um, right. Partially because, you know, and I'll may, I'm, I'm going to make an excuse for myself, partially because prior to my experience, uh, you know, well, that's, uh, that's not something I should bring up, right? That's, that's on her. She should bring that up to me if she ever wants to talk about it, right? Whatever you want to call it. And then post, you know, all hell broke loose in my life post, right? So yeah, <laughs> it, it just never, yeah, but I definitely, I, I think that that'll be probably let's save that, let's one of save my favorite that for another pod. Yeah. I just. You know, I want to piggyback on that. Like, I know that you are a very private person, so you're not one to try to dig into people's lives. Like, you never were like, you know, you like you just didn't cross. We became such good friends and, you know, whatever in our workspace. But, you know, it's just we talked about it. I asked you numerous questions and that's just not your style, but you know, I think we have a lot of similarities and yeah, which I regret now. Right. Like why? I mean, you listen to these episodes. I have a lot of friends who've been through situations like this that we just don't talk about. Right. And it's unfortunate. But we talked a lot about it. Yeah. You, we talked about me. That's we're fine. We, we briefly talked. You were talk, going through it though at the time. I, I know, but that's where you know, I, and I understand that. But again, like that's just one of those things. Like there were multiple opportunities that I could have, that we could have like got into it afterwards, but we just never did. And you know, well, I, we will a hundred percent. That's the, again the genesis of this podcast is like yeah that. So I I definitely want to do that again, but. Or do this again. We talked, a lot, we talked a lot about our moms, though, really. We I did, think and how crazy more. they are, right? Yeah, and I think... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Mom. <laughs> I love you, Mom, too, but um, go dub, go fi. <laughs> yep, right. Um, but I think we just talked a lot about, like, their well-beings, too, and just sure. kind of like, oh, shit. But, yeah, we could totally make a whole another pot on that. Mm-hmm. let's plan that without a doubt absolutely we will um anything else you want to go through tonight not really i have a couple of quick things Uh-oh. i just state fair i'm pro state fair okay um you're wrong <laughs> but okay just kidding i respect your opinion um, we could go into that uh the other thing is like holiday christmas lights i start you know, I, I'm all with you. Like, let's 
that fucking shit up. I yes. love it. Yes. I started with the Halloween lights, kept those on, and then the Christmas lights came on right after. It's one to the next. Yep. Um, there was one other thing. I think the fanatic, the, the Viking fan fanatic thing. Oh, Ooh. man. Oh. <laughs> we are fucking fans no matter what. Yeah. yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, Ross is Ross is a special human. Um, <laughs> we love him to death, but he is a special human being. Um, That's good. Yeah. I will say you have you have a good uh, good crew of pals, good crew of buddies. Got a good circle. Right, yeah. like I think we're defined by a circle. You're in that, right? Like so. Again, you know, I think that that just shows us all who we are, right? And yeah, he's a he's a unique. <laughs> I, I, get, I can't like, wait to have his brother on because when people can compare Ross to his brother, just from, uh, okay. uh, you know, how well-spoken and eloquent and <laughs> smart they are. You they're never gonna know be, their brothers? No, you're going to be like, how are they fucking related? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, no, I mean... Uh, I'll ask you this. Top five, not top five. Give me top two bars in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Fucking Moonlight Bay. All day. Moonlight Bay all day. Moonlight Bay. What's next? You got to have That's a number it? two. No. <laughs> um. I don't, don't even know. Like, don't I, say Zorbas. I did not get out. What? Don't say Zorbas. No, 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 no. Cowboy? Pepper, no. Cowboys? No. Krista's Bar? Oh, I never visited, but maybe. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would, sure, I would go with that. Um, Moonlight Bay. Well, Underrated. Moonlight not as popular as Zorbas, but if you've ever been... If you are on the cross, the chain of chain of lakes, cross lake, whitefish chain, there you have it. That is a place to go. That is a place to play. Hundred percent, all day. All right. Um. Well, Anna, (laughs) um, thank you so so much uh, for jumping on this, giving me two hours of your life, essentially. Um, Drive safe tomorrow. I know you have a little bit of a commute. We're supposed to get a storm here tomorrow, so drive safe. Shut the fuck up. You <laughs> flew there? Yes. Ugh. Five hours is precious time. <laughs> A total of 10. Holy shit. I will give you, you live on the opposite side of the cities than I do, but man, alive. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, I hope your plane makes it back safely. Safe travels, Anna. Uh, yeah, but thanks again for for joining and to everybody listening. Again, you know, thanks. Thank you for listening. It means a lot. Uh, like, share, subscribe, comment, share, subscribe, comment, share, subscribe, comment, share. Just keep doing it. We'll see what happens. Uh, and until next time, everybody, be good. 